0: Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to The Sex Rap.
1: Hey everybody and welcome back to The Sex Rap. You're here today with your favorite internet sex experts, Spring and Andrew, uh, answering your questions about sex and sexual health and relationships and Love and pretty much we'll talk about anything. And we love getting your questions. We love interacting with you uh, via email or our phone or our uh, social media. Um, so keep those questions coming. Um- Today, we're continuing our, our, our conversation about pornography. But before we get there, how are you doing today, Spring?
0: I'm so excited. to I, I'm so excited that we have three weeks in a row about pornography. I think that this is you know a topic that so many people have so many questions about, actually. So I'm really excited that we're dedicating some time to it. So super psyched to be here talking about pornography yet again.
1: So our topic today is ethical pornography, but I wanted to talk about a different kind of pornography that most people don't discuss. It's called emotional pornography. Have you have you heard of it before?
0: I've never heard that term before. Okay, that's a lie. I heard you say it like five minutes ago when you told me you were going to ask me about it. But before that, I've never heard
1: the term before. So, I mean, in many of our episodes, we've talked about like if somebody learns how to have sex by watching pornography, usually they're going to be pretty bad at sex. Their partner is going to be pretty unhappy with their sexual performances. We know that like porn is not a great pa- place for most people to learn about sex. And there's a lot of other kind of negative messages in porn. Um, emotional pornography happens around Valentine's day. I know people just celebrated it. If you celebrated it a few days ago, um, it's all of those chick flicks and Hallmark movies and, um, like all of that really emotional, like this is my relationship. And then there's the happy ending at the end of all of this drama. Um, and what we see is that people who watch a lot of those kind of movies, that people who spend a lot of time invested in the Hallmark Channel, end up with these really unrealistic expectations about their relationships and what the emotions and relationships should be like and how to solve relationship problems. Like there's no such thing as a white knight who's going to come save you. Like that's, it's just not a real thing. And relationships aren't about these like explosions or this mystery person who wanders in relationships are about making connections and being friends and, and building positive energy over time with the person. Yeah. So emotional pornography is really damaging to people the same way that normal pornography, like, you know, sexual pornography can be because it sets up false expectations.
0: Let me just clarify here. So Andrew is talking about every rom-com you have ever watched your whole life. He's talking about Hollywood blockbusters. He is talking about stuff that is direct made for TV. He is talking about every TV show. He's talking basically about everything you've ever watched on a screen as emotional <laughs> pornography, because most things that we watch that have been created for us to watch have been created with some sort of storyline that is appealing, that is not realistic, right? These aren't documentaries about how relationships go. They are something that has been created to sell something.
1: But the, the thing is people get really wrapped up in it and they think that's what real life relationship are like. It feels like they, th- my boyfriend or my girlfriend doesn't treat me this way, or Valentine's Day doesn't feel that magical like they make it seem in movies because we're just normal human beings. We're not a studio production. We don't have special lighting and million dollar budgets for those kind of holidays or for day to day relationships. So, it, I mean, I think it's really important. Like, yeah, sure, I'm not like there are chick flicks and, and rom coms, and there's no Hallmark movie that I've ever liked, but, uh, like They all exist for a reason, and they're, they're preying on your emotions the same way that pornography preys on your lizard brain, right? It's trying to sell you something. It's trying to make some money. It's trying to get you either emotionally or physically aroused. But at the end of the day, we need to take a step back from all of it and say, like, is this giving me really weird expectations for relationships uh, the same way that we've asked our listeners over the last five years, like if you're watching porn, great. Most of the time you can watch porn and it's not harmful as long as you have that kind of sidebar. We're saying like, this is a fantasy. This isn't real. This, this is not how people have sex in real life. Most of the time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that, that was my little, my my, my little, little today, emotional pornography. We need to be talking about it because we all have friends who have terrible relationships because they're basing them based off of those rom-coms.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, it's interesting to call it emotional pornography because it kind of gives it this like negative term, right? Instead of calling it like, oh, that fun movie I watched last weekend, right? So if we give it this term, then that is one of the things that helps us stop and actually think about it and say, okay, what is that that I watched? What messages did that send me? And how did I incorporate those messages into my schema of like what I think dating should be like or what I think relationships should be like? And it's like you almost have to do that every time after you watch something because if you don't, it just gets incorporated in and you don't realize it. And that's what's crazy that we're always doing that. We're always having that happen. And the less that we reflect, the less... Time that we put into actually thinking about that, then the more likely we are to be a little effed up over it.
1: I mean, it's true. Uh, wait, spring. Do you love uh, ethical porn? Like, do you like? Like, are you surprised by how like well thought out my whole ethical porn conversation was? I don't think it's a real term. I don't think I've ever seen it used on a website or anywhere else. But What, emotional.
0: I would... Wait, emotional.
1: Oh yeah, emotional, uh, emotional pornography, not ethical pornography. We're gonna talk about ethical pornography <laughs> in just a second. No, but I mean, I think it's really important because if we want people to have happy, healthy relationships, even relationships with family and friends. We just, like, like Spring said, we need to like take a second and reflect on that was Hollywood. That is someone who is trying to force me to have an emotional response about something. And then, I mean, for me, the the, the scary part is at the end of pretty much every one of those rom coms or Hallmark movies, there is that incredibly happy ending where people live happily ever after without putting the work and energy and effort into that relationship. It's just like it's divorced from the reality of what we know on how people become friends and how people fall in love and how people sustain relationships.
0: Yeah. And it's, And it is fun to watch like, you know, they put a lot of effort into making these things fun to watch. And so you can have a really great time watching it, and then end up feeling really bad after it's like, you know, eating a happy meal or something, you know, like, yeah, maybe it's really fun to eat in the moment. And then you're like, ooh, I really don't feel good later. But those are easier to like, say, I know why I don't feel good. (laughs) And it's harder to do it when we're consuming all of this stuff in our culture. So, yeah, I love this. I love this term that you invented of emotional pornography. Thank you for that. Thanks.
1: Um, <laughs> we should probably should have made it an episode, but today, uh, mm-hmm. our, 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 we're following up, um, our questions about like, you know, what are some of the problems with Pornhub? Um, and then we, we often talk about problems with pornography or problems that it can cause in a relationship or problems that it can cause for sex education. Um, and overall with pornography, there are a lot of issues. And like the response to that is ethical porn. And a lot of people haven't heard of ethical pornography. So our question today is sort of like, what is ethical porn? And, and how do I access it? And what does it actually mean? So when someone says ethical porn, what does that mean, Spring?
0: Um, well, yeah, I think there's a lot of terms for ethical porn. Sometimes people call it fair trade porn. Um, sometimes people call it feminist porn. Um, I would like to invent the term organic porn, you know, just like as we think about like organic food, it's the best, like, let's go organic. Um, but, uh, in general, it's like pornography that has been, um, made and like high quality ways, like everybody consensually wanted to be part of it. Um, everybody's been treated with respect. Everybody's been paid fairly for their work. And um, there's this mutual understanding among like everybody that's working on it. Everyone knows what's happening. Everyone feels comfortable about it. So like, that's the basic definition. It's just like, okay, this is made with like a good understanding of consent as basis and everyone's treated Fairly and with respect. That's the main tenet of ethical porn.
1: I mean, that was half of an episode worth of definition. Like, spring hit. All of those different parts and pieces. Um, when someone asks me about ethical porn, most of the time what I tell them, it's just like, it's porn that treats humans as humans. And it, and like I think that's the starting point. And then, I mean, we're going to talk about all of the different components of it, but it's really it's porn that's concerned with how we treat people, right? So it's that sort of golden rule in life applied to pornography as well. Um, so why should we, be concerned with ethical porn? Like, what are some of the, like, the overarching major issues in, like, mainstream pornography that caused us to start, you know, creating and looking for an alternative?
0: Yeah, I mean, those are all the things that we talked about last week, right? I mean, consent's one of the main ones, and and that's really true, that, like, all aspects of consent, you know, like does somebody really know how much even they should be paid for that work and what's fair to be paid for that work? And, and do they know all the ramifications or all of the things that will happen later on in life because they're posting this somewhere? And so like, I mean, the, this idea of consent is not just, did they agree to have sex in that moment when we're talking about pornography, this issue of consent is much larger, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, consent is the ongoing thread. Consent and communication, right, are like the ongoing like narrative of our entire five years of of working with the sex rap. Um, but consent and pornography is different, right? Because people are signing a sheet of paper, and as soon as they sign that sheet of paper, like it changes like the the interactions, and uh, especially in a lot of mainstream porn. But in ethical porn, consent is something just like normal everyday uh, sex that you're having with someone where it's given and it's continuously given and you're asking and affirming it the whole time. It's much more a positive sense rather than, well, you signed away your rights and now we're going to do whatever we want. Um, There are a lot of other problems with standard pornography. Uh, Pornography is really male focused, right? Like if we just look at pornography overall, the entire body of it, it's about male bodies, like, right. Certainly there are women in it, but most of the time it's about men what men want it's about male pleasure
0: orgasming all over her face all over her boobs all over (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot of cum everywhere
1: there is a lot of cum a lot of places and often that cum is used to be dehumanizing to the other partner or other woman like we talk about like bukkake or facials or all of these other really like Okay, if you really love those, and if you love being the recipient of them, we're not judging you for that. But overwhelmingly, we see uh, porn is is kind of dehumanizing for women. Often, they're just a prop in a scene for a man to do things to, not do things with, but to do things to. And then at the end, there's some kind of overtly masculine display. And then there's semen being put (laughs) in a place. And often, it's, it's on purpose. It's meant to make the the recipient feel bad about that process
0: and as we're talking about this we're gonna talk about what some what things might look like a little bit differently in ethical porn but it's not like you won't see some of those same things but it's going to be framed a little differently right and so like yeah you still are gonna see somebody orgasming and you're probably still gonna see someone coming on someone's face but it's gonna be it's gonna also show that person's face like like so excited and then like talking about how they like that or something. So there's like a framing of it that actually shifts their perception of what you're seeing in ethical porn.
1: Absolutely. Um, And if you're into degradation, like degrading pornography, there is ethical degrading porn. There is ethical kink porn. Like it's all out there because it's like Spring said, it's about the consent and how they're building it and how people are really informed at the beginning of what's going to happen throughout the scene. And they have the option to stop at any time as well. Um, Porn is really racist, um, but we're not gonna talk about that too much this week. But when we look at pornography, one of the basic issues in, in mainstream pornography is that it's racist. And one of the great things about ethical porn is that it addresses and redresses so many of those issues of racism. And we're not going to hit that, like, we promised you, I think we're going to probably have a special guest next week as well. We're going
0: to do a whole episode on that.
1: So we're going to leave that, but that's, like, there's a huge asterisk sitting right here by racism, um, and we're not going to cover it today, but we're going to be back and just talk about it for another hour um, next week. But there's a lot of other issues we can address, like different kinds of body types. There's really only one body type for men and only one body type for women in pornography. Like steroid abusing giant muscle bodied humongous penis versus ultra skinny with fake boobs and probably a fake butt and fake everything else, like plastic seeming 19 year old woman. And that's it.
0: Yeah. And that is one of the coolest things about ethical porn is that you see such a range of body types, like very diverse body types. And I would say in um, a more traditional porn website, uh, you will see kind of um, specific kinks about like maybe larger bodies or something that are framed like as a kink. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you might see some larger bodies there, but there is not just this diversity of all body shapes and sizes as normal humans having amazing sex that you want to watch.
1: Over the last five years, we've gotten dozens, if not hundreds of questions from um, young women that are are really, they feel really bad about themselves and their bodies whenever they see pornography, or they get really jealous and upset when their partner, when their boyfriend most of the time um, watches pornography because they're using it as a point of comparison that you have this impossible... St- porn body standard that someone's watching i think that if ethical porn like if people were watching more ethical porn with like real humans having sex with real human bodies i think some of that like jealousy or some of that like feeling of being intimidated or feeling like you can't live up to that standard might decrease for people as well like get rid of some of that sexual anxiety because of the comparisons that people are
0: making right because the standard in ethical porn is real humans with beautiful, diverse bodies. And so then when you're comparing your body, you're comparing it to this, this normal, this like normalcy that you like see in your everyday life instead of this crazy version of it that you're seeing in more typical porn sites.
1: We need to take a short break, but we will be right back to close out our episode about ethical porn. Welcome back, everybody. So today we've been talking about, we started talking about emotional pornography and how it can be kind of bad. Last week we were talking about some issues with Pornhub. Today we're, we're kind of flipping that, and we're going to be talking about like ethical porn. Um, so Spring and I aren't demonizing porn. We're not saying porn is bad. We're saying there are some issues, and this is a great solution. Um, Uh, And and we talked a little bit earlier, when I asked Spring what the definition of ethical porn was, she kind of went through a whole bunch of different aspects. But I kind of want to take a step back and help people understand what it is and then maybe talk about ways to find it. Um, And and I think that the, the number one most important part of ethical porn for a lot of people is that consent piece that Spring mentioned earlier But along with that is fairness in pay, right? Everybody involved, the filmmaker, the the mic person, all of the actors get fair pay. Um, And and, and often in pornography, we know that this is not the case, that people often get way underpaid or all kinds of other things happen where they don't get a a, a paycheck that they can live with. Um, So ethical pornography actually costs more to produce because you make sure that everyone gets a living wage from the work that they do because sex work is work, right? We we just need to keep saying that people who engage in this deserve to get paid a fair wage.
0: And so what does that mean when you're looking for ethical porn to watch? It means you're going to have to pay to watch it. And the reason that you're paying to watch it is because you are paying to support people's lives, people that went in to create that porn and whatever aspects they worked on that, right? So that means that when you make a choice to say, yes, I want to pay for this pornography, I want to put my dollar here, I want to watch this, then you're actually supporting that and you're supporting ethical pornography. So when we're looking at all of these different sites that have ethical pornography, um, they're all going to have some type of payment associated with them.
1: I read an article a couple days ago about ethical pornography and there's one where you can watch ads to get your ethical pornography for free. I don't know, like, that might interrupt the sexual flow. You know, like, every couple minutes, like a YouTube video, you have a, like, hey, are you interested in, but, um, Like there are some that are a lot more like there's some that are cheap. There's some that are expensive. We'll talk about how to find some of it in a few minutes as well. Um, But it isn't free. Uh, A long time ago, I started paying for music. I started making sure that if I'm reading like an online website a whole lot, I subscribe to it. Like, you know, I like the Washington Post. Um, I don't live in Washington, either of them. Uh, but I still pay a monthly fee just because I want to make sure that the kind of things that I I believe in, the kind of things that I'm informing myself with, that I'm paying for it. Because, like, I I mean, also, those free websites are a terror. Like, who wants, like, 8,000 ads on, on one <laughs> website? So if you're paying into ethical porn, you're not going to get those 8,000 ads either.
0: I mean, I like this idea, you know, of, like, thinking about, you know, paying for what we want to see in our society because we got really used to everything being free on the internet and then like as things you know improve and as like privacy improves and as like security improves and as like we need more room for things with large files and larger numbers of files and things there are these you know premium versions of things we have to pay for and I know there's a lot of resistance you know to people are like oh I've had this for free why should I have to pay for it and so I like having this like really in-depth conversation about why do you want to pay for it? And these are all the reasons, all of these things we're talking about, you know, this consent, this like people getting paid fairly, like the types of things that you're going to be seeing in ethical porn, like this diversity of like all the things we've been talking about, like bodies, about like ages, about race, about like, you know, just like different levels of ability and sexuality, like all of these different things that we're not seeing in everyday porn we are seeing here. And we have these like, true, beautiful reflections. And you're, you trust me, you're still going to find things you really like, like, don't, don't put it in your head. Like, Oh, I'm not going to see the type of stuff I like there. There is every single thing that you want to see here. And so like what we're really having this conversation about is why it's so important to actually pay for that. I
1: mean, and there's a lot of other things that we should talk about with ethical porn, like uh, people Producing porn in a safe environment, a safe and clean environment that's treating everyone respectful is one of the basic tenets. Um, that's making sure that you know sets are appropriately cleaned, that there are condoms available, that you know people are appropriately tested, that you're in a legal space, like all of that is part of ethical porn. Um, another part that I think is really important is that sexual pleasure is part of every single person's like part. In ethical porn, so in in mainstream standard porn, it's very male centric, where you're like it's a male engaging in behaviors and a male having an orgasm and it being over. There might be some really awkward moans and screeches from the, like the female counterpart in it, but in ethical porn, um, sexual pleasure is a part of the pornography for all of the partners involved. So, I mean, I think it's probably a lot healthier for people to watch porn where women are considered like a valuable part, and their pleasure is a part of the sexual act. Yeah. So. Um, i mean <laughs> so yeah are sitting there like of course yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: like of course i want to see women have pleasure <laughs>
1: yeah. um, and, and then the other thing that i really like about ethical porn is it's made for all kinds of viewers as well so it's not just made for men it's not just made for white men there's ethical porn that has like you as a human being in mind it's being produced for you um mainstream porn is made to make a dollar, right? It's preying off of all kinds of tropes and all kinds of, you know, like, I kind of feel like it's like one of those uh, YouTube videos that has like a really crazy splash page. What do they call that? Like, oh, like a crazy thumbnail. Like, I feel like (laughs) so much pornography is like, what can I do to get someone in here just to make a quick buck? But uh, ethical porn is really porn that's made for you as a human being right and it's created for all kinds of viewers not just one kind of viewer
0: and so when we're talking about ethical porn there's all these different sites that have ethical porn that have different you know membership options and stuff and some of them are very tailored. Some of them are tailored just for um, women identifying viewers, right? And some of them are tailored for different ages or races. Like you will find these sites that are actually tailored to specific niche audiences. And so it's not true that you're going to like every ethical porn site. But when you look through the list of all of these different types of ethical porn, you will find one at least that has you in mind
1: absolutely spring and i were like talking about coming up with a google doc and sharing it with all of you with all the ethical porn sites and uh i'm i'm like actually really proud to say that over the last couple years there has been a massive explosion like there are hundreds and hundreds of them available so i mean we were going to talk about how to find it. Um, the answer is use Duck, Duck, goose, use Google, use Bing, use any search bar. Um, and instead of saying like the kind of porn you're interested in, just do a search for like how to find ethical porn, and there are dozens of like like reputable websites.
0: If you just t- type the phrase "ethical porn," you will get all of these articles that have lists of ethical porn sites. So you the clicking and um, amount of navigation you have to do is very little. Like you will find articles that have already been written outlining all these different um, ethical porn sites. And so you can just look through the list, look at which ones look interesting to you, have a click around their website. Um, yeah, it's very easy to find.
1: I, I was almost shocked today when I typed that exact same thing into my my web browser here at work that doesn't look very good um anyway i mean i'm a sex you know spring and i haven't been, been doing like sex research and sex education forever um so we would have been fired a long time ago if people cared but we were typing into our search bars
0: my dad hated that i was working from home at his house for a few months during the pandemic <laughs> he was so worried about what i was searching on my computer in his home <laughs>
1: When we were uh, both at Penn State and I was a grad student, I actually got yelled at by the IT people because I was was coming up with like fun. Like I used to be part of a, a class where there was breakout sessions and there'd just be a whole bunch of like students talking about sex and I would be coming up with activities and finding funny videos and pictures. And I actually got in trouble. Well, I didn't really get in trouble because our our, our the person who we worked with, uh, the lovely Pat Koch, had a massive freak out and, and called everybody she could and told them like, uh, how dare you? It was, it was awesome. <laughs> like this little sweet, tiny lady, like full freak outrage. Um, yeah. All right. So how do you find it? You just search for it on the internet. It's super easy to find. There's a ton of it out there. Some of it is really cheap. And actually, I found a couple sites, like I said, that have it for free as well. Like, you know, you have to watch some videos. But um, there are some free sites that you can find, too, if you look for it. So. I don't know. Anything else that you want to say about ethical porn today?
0: Oh, yeah. I did want to talk about one more aspect of ethical porn, and that is um, audio porn. So there's also, also ethical audio porn. And one of the cool things about audio porn, if you haven't tried it, I would highly recommend trying it because there's some really high quality um, ethical porn that's made that's audio porn. And if you think about some of the advantages of audio porn, like they, people don't actually have to engage in sex. Sometimes they do and create an audio of it. And then sometimes it's just like the words and the things people are saying and they're using sound effects, you know? And so like you reduce these like issues of consent and these issues of like um, what's actually being portrayed. And so there's a whole nother realm of, um, uh, pornography that you can uh, engage with and try out. And I love this idea of um, ethical audio porn as well. I think it's something that you can explore and see, you know, see if that's something that works for you. And, um, and then, and then you get to put whatever body shape, size, age, race, ability that you want to see in your brain. And I love that because like, Our imaginations are so great. You can put yourself in it so much more easily. You know, in regular video porn, there's all this like POV porn, right? And it's like basically so you can imagine well, it's all like all done for males basically. But anyway, you can imagine yourself in that scenario is like what you're supposed to be doing. Guess what? With audio porn, you can actually really see yourself in it. And it's so cool. (laughs) So I love this like other way of thinking about how can we make this like, see what we want to see in porn. You can use your imagination.
1: (laughs) I think that's pretty cool. Also, I mean, it addresses a lot of the issues of jealousy or body types, or like some of the other issues that people have brought up um, over the last five years with their questions about pornography too. Um, yeah. I mean, and I mean, we could expand this conversation. We could talk for hours. Like, there's all kinds of uh, like ethical, like erotica that you can find on the internet. You can buy it on Amazon for like one dollar and ninety nine cents per sexy story. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, I really like that, like the way that you painted audio porn or the way that you talked about listening to it. I think that's a really fun way for people to really put themselves in in an interesting situation. Um, all right.
0: (laughs) Put yourself right into that situation. (laughs) So, uh, I think we're at the
1: end of our episode today, um, and uh, for me, my, my, my just the tip is really easy. If you're interested and if you care and if you want to make sure that you're consuming things that pay people fair wages, then just go to your Google search bar and type ethical porn. That's it. I don't have anything else to say. I mean, I think it's important, but if you're interested and if you want to do it, I mean, super easy. Like the easiest advice that we can give that we've ever given on any episode, way easier <laughs> than communicate. <right? laughs>
0: Yeah. And I would say my tip is following up on that is like, actually do it before you want it. So I would say like, go do it now, like have a search, have a browse, like see what's available so that you can like have something bookmarked and like ready to go when you want it. So you don't just fall back to using that old junk. Right. So like put the time in now, like have some, um, do a little bit of research and this is like your homework for this week. Yep. We're giving homework now. Um, and then when you want it, you'll have it and it'll be available.
1: It's a uh, great advice, right? Get, get that ready for the spank bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, the episode today. I've really enjoyed uh, this month us talking about po- pornography. Most of the time, um, it doesn't matter how old or young you are. You don't get to have real conversations about pornography, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, however you want to look at it. Um, so uh, if you have any questions about pornography or any other questions at all about relationships or uh, sex or sexual health or anything around those topics, just uh, let us know. You can email us. We're the sexrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. You can call us at 401 3 i it, And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex rap. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Thanks. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just two of... Af- Music
1: for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglamour. A Sonic Universe.